Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's time for another festive Friday 5pm. I hope you've got a beer in your hand. I don't because I'm slightly suffering. Why are you suffering, Johnny? I was uh, hosting the British Guild of Beer Writers Awards last night on Zoom. Never host anything on Zoom. (laughs) As soon as you want to do anything other than just show someone's face and hear them, it's the worst programme I think I've ever worked with. So why why is it the Zoom? Everyone's going crazy for Zoom these days, and uh, I don't know if they're on the. I'm guessing they're on the stock market. They must be worth quadrillions by now. With uh, yeah, with I mean, Zoom we were chats. all laughing at the creator of Zoom mm. a, a year ago, exactly. and now he's he's laughing at us, and he's not updating his program to be any better, despite <laughs> most businesses around the world now relying on it. Um, anyway, I've immediately derailed that. Uh, yes, I was hosting British Guild of Beer Writers because uh, I was beer writer of the year last year. You you don't get to enter, you have to host, which usually is a lovely swanky dinner where you get to um, be on stage and shake everyone's hand, whereas this time I sat in my uh, living room and drank a lot of beer and announced uh, like life-changing news to people uh, to no applause, no reaction, nothing, because they were all on mute. So that was super weird, and I reacted by getting quite drunk. So le- um, less fanfare this year than normal. Um, yeah, a little bit. And a little bit. A little bit of a, a bad year to have, have won it the year preceding. Bit of a poison chalice <laughs> of a year. Uh, no no, no five, six-course meal or whatever it was that we normally get. I, th- I think I drank a poison chalice last night. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. Good but the winner, Lily Waite, is an, an amazing writer and thoroughly deserved winning beer writer of the year. So if you don't follow her... Uh, do give her a follow. We'll put we'll put a link to her um, some of her profiles or some of her work. One of the two in the show notes below. How are you, Brad? How's your week been? I'm good, man. Yeah, really good. I I enjoy, I, I didn't watch it along last night with you, but um, I was looking at Twitter uh, at the guild's uh, tweets, and I was pleasantly surprised by the the the, the really strong female contingent that had, that had been winners this year, which I thought was was great to see. Uh, some more representation um, than than we might normally see in the awards. So I thought that was very progressive. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. Well over half of the winners were were women, which was great. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, my week's yeah. been good, man. I you know we've we've obviously been filming some stuff and Christmas content, which is always fun. Um, and yeah, I haven't really been drinking a lot other than that. Just been quite hard at work this week on some top secret projects. Um, 
I did come up with another merch idea, which I'll, I'll talk to you about afterwards. But uh, oh, yeah. can't, you can't dangle that on the <laughs> podcast and not give people an idea, or is it a controversial one? Uh, it's not a controversial one, no. But that that's a good point. So, like our our merch store on Teespring is is up, and it's uh, got loads of amazing uh, designs on there that uh, you can still get before Christmas with rush shipping. So um, you can go you check can go to the 20th of December to get yourself a bit of CBC merch for you or your loved one who That's I'm it. sure would appreciate it. That's it. We missed we we were talking just briefly before uh, we started recording. We missed doing a Christmas jumper, which is obviously a yeah. massive faux pas. But um I mean we could, you know if we'd done a Christmas jumper we would have been wearing it in the videos all the Christmas content. Um so we dropped a ball there, but uh you know it's hard Next to year. Next year, yeah, I'll be planning it uh, straight after I get off of this uh, phone call. But um, <laughs> next year, man, this time next year, we'll be million. No, we won't be millionaires. We'll be wearing our own merch Christmas jumpers. <laughs> well, that de-escalated real fast. <laughs> <laughs> but talking of millionaires, we we've had a couple of million views this year. We're about to hit hundred thousand subscribers. It's I feel like a millionaire. There you go. Mm. Papa, you're a millionaire. That's it. Uh, yeah. Um, right, well, so we'll get into the video from this week in a second. Just before we do, we should quickly remind everybody that we have our annual Christmas live show tomorrow night at 8pm UK time on the Craft Beer channel. So if you are free tomorrow night, um, please, please do join us. We've got some amazing guests. They're all confirmed now. We've got Ned the Sneb Palmer, Cheese Whisperer. Oh, um, we've got uh, Ollie Hayden of Pint Sized. Rob from Hopzine <laughs> texted me after last week's going, I've just listened to the podcast. Sorry I didn't reply to your email. Um, so he's now confirmed. And uh, obviously we have Simon of Real Ale Guide joining us as well. So it's going to be, oh boy, I think, it's, it's going to be derailed be. so often. Oh yeah, it's going to be a Jules Holland style hootenanny of a live show. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one of us two is is Jules Holland. You're certainly more musical. Um, I think I think I'm Jules Holland, and you're the washed up rock star that can't quite stay focused on the topic. So all of them, all of the guests, then, are <laughs> on Jules Holland. Actually, that's not fair. They're very focused. A lot of those guests. You're talking about I'm one of the people who's who's in the crowd that isn't allowed to play because they're they're too uh, they're too drunk. They're too drunk or too old or whatever. So I'm one of those guys. <laughs> one of the legends that's sitting in the front row. What's going to happen with the Hootenanny this year? They wouldn't have been able to film it in advance. Mm, who knows, oh, It's going to be a best of, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Goddamn I, flashback episode. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they pull something out of the bag somehow. Maybe it'll be... Jules will find his way. He's been self-isolating since it began, ready for the Hootenanny. I hope so. I mean, he's, he's definitely not been in, in the Dog and Bell in, in South London, which is a boozer that he's known to drink in. Uh, they're shut yeah. at the moment anyway, so they're not opening until I think the new year, um, which is unfortunate for me. But uh, yeah, so he's he's a South London boy like myself, Deptford from from the uh, from the land of Deptford. Um, yeah, squeeze all the rest. But he of escaped it. it most importantly. Uh, he still, but I think he still lives pretty locally, and he does drink. He does drink, like I say, in in Deptford from time to time. Which is cool. Well, there you go. Uh, right, talking of, of people derailing, uh, let's get back on track. Uh, Shall we talk about the video from this week? Because it was an exciting one and has done done pretty well. Yeah, uh, man. on the YouTube's great stuff. Um, 
I was um, really pleasantly surprised by uh, the reaction to it because the beer, I'm assuming you guys have all seen the video at this point, the beer was not perfect, was it, Brad? It wasn't perfect, but I think you're being a bit hard on yourself. Like, this is obviously a, a style that you've never brewed before from a country that you've never brewed any of their beers from. Um, but it's a big beer, and it was a complicated brew. Um, and I think we'd, we'd, put, we'd sort of front-loaded it with a lot of expectation. Um, that, you know, we, we, <laughs> we just... had really built up the idea of a mince pie, but uh, mince you know, pie I, I'd speculated that we were going to save Christmas uh, with single-handed with this brew. I put a lot of responsibility on you. I, I sort of blame myself for for maybe the pressure getting to you. I think the the, the yeast uh, molecules had maybe maybe been listening when you were editing the the video. And the, the I was singing Christmas carols to them uh, to try and inspire them. Yeah, you know, like when you talk to your houseplants. Did you? I hope you put the. Um, did you do what I told you to put the, uh, the the fermenter in in front of the TV when you were watching Die Hard and Home Alone? Yeah, just so it could get extra Christmassy. <laughs> you did that, right? Is that you did it? Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, I'm a scientific brewer. Yeah, I know what yeah, works. Yeah. It's yeah. like um, you know, like cows that they play music to uh, making better beef and all that kind of stuff and feeding them beer you, you, obviously you, you you know we we joke about it but apparently um there are breweries around the world i think do i want to say lindemans or bone or what one of the lambic yeah. breweries plays music in their uh in their fooder room so where all the giant barrels are mm. not because they believe that the music you know is is inspiring the yeast in some kind of brian anno way but because the rhythm keeps the beer moving in the barrels yeah supposedly the, the, so the, the small vibrations agitates the yeah the, the so i'm assuming it's drum and bass or something because i know the belgians love actually it's probably belgian jazz isn't it god I, that's intolerable i hope it's more like gabba to be honest like <laughs> in the lowlands in holland especially they love gabba which is extremely fast aggressive dance music yeah um, so yeah i'm hoping that they you know lindemann's they're, they're making pretty chilled having, out fruit, fruity Having beers. met the Lindemans family, Dirk <laughs> Lindemann, I don't think it's going to be Gabba. Hardcore Gabba. They're just they're just absolute <laughs> ravers. Um, they hang around in disused warehouses uh, at Gabba nights, um, sort of peddling fruit fruit based beers. I mean, in tough times, that could be a good revenue stream. Like you know, if Lambic isn't selling very well, just start hosting Gabba raves in yeah. with your barrel house. Exactly. Yeah, in the barrel house, perfect. Even better, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great stuff. Anyway, again, back to the video. Um, so yeah, ba- basically, what happened is I got the, uh, the the brewing process went perfectly. It could not have gone any better, but my recipe was just a little bit off. So. Um, I've been thinking long and hard about this and there's a couple of things. So the first thing is, uh, I think I picked the wrong hops. So when I got a tour of Westmall, which not everyone gets to do, so I was very lucky and I was making notes and I kind of forgot about that. When I was going around, it seemed like they were using mostly German hops for, for the Westmall beers. So I've already subbed out, uh, Challenger, the British hop we used for, um, uh, for Tetnanger which yeah. I think will help smooth out the bitterness and reduce the amount of bitterness in there. Um, and I've also uh, halved the amount of Carafa 2, which was the dark malt that we used, um, and a little bit less sugar as well. Yeah. Dark Belgian candy sugar. I think people, some so, people were suggesting that the, the dark stuff could have just gone in right at the end. Just uh... Yeah, there's also that technique. Um, 
But you know, I I think why would you add lots late when you yeah. could for the for a very 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 similar effect add less early. Mm. Um, and also, you know, adding something late just makes calculating your gravity a little bit harder. Not that Carafa would really affect the gravity, but you know, I I, I want to know from the start that it's sort of going to work. Um, and I did want some flavour. I did want a little bit of you know, kind of burnt toast stuff just to balance how sweet it was going to be we just got way too much yeah so that recipe has been adapted and is now on brewer's friend if anybody wants to make it brilliant and i mean to be honest it was it wasn't you know as mince pie as we hoped but i'll tell you what it's bloody good with a mince pie it was excellent yeah which is pie. more practical you know yeah, definitely um you know nobody goes a fancy mince pie oh no wait i'll just have the beer flavor yeah um but yeah, so I mean, it was pretty close, and it was a great Belgian stout. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I think the the other thing that I'd suggest if anybody's making it at home is just give the the raisins a little bit more time to ferment out in the fermenter, and also lager it for a little bit longer. So I I only did it for about five days, which isn't really lagering; that's just cold crashing. Um, but the Westmount breweries, uh, sorry, the Trappist breweries do lager their beers for quite a long time. Mm. so I'd, I'd suggest doing that and giving it more time in bottle as well so we put lots into large format which i'm very pleased about because uh i'll put a, show, a, a link in the show notes to our video all about aging beer but it has all the characteristics our, our mince pie double has all the characteristics of a beer that will age well so you know quite high roast quite high bitterness um lots of uh natural adjuncts that can you know change and shift in bottle and obviously it's bottle conditioned which is the most important thing so it's going to continue to uh you know it's alive in that bottle it's its own little ecosystem now it's not sort of dead like it would be if you hadn't bottle conditioned and it was just the liquid was in there oxidizing so um we i think we might even make a video you know every three months or so we'll crack one of those big ones until next christmas um, and then we can link it all together and go this is how our beer aged Talking of of next Christmas um, and that beer, we had a we had a question. Uh, well, not a question, but we had a comment from Ben Dawson on the video, and he just said, "I bet you could make a great Christmas pudding using this beer next year." Um, Ooh, that's a I think he's idea. probably right. Like you're saying, it's going to yeah. develop over time, get richer, get more full bodied, and um, you know, make a booze. You know, make a boozy Christmas pudding. Yum interesting that could definitely be some christmas content for next year mm. good thought was that was that your favorite comment or was that just an additional uh, one you remembered that was i i like that comment because i thought it was a really good idea just a shout out to um kevin all over the world who said that milton glazer shirt is excellent thanks kev um available on our teespring as i said uh along with plenty of others including a pizza hut style t-shirt for no apparent good reason but i, I love it <laughs> uh so th- those are my comments johnny they're, they're quite they're quite silly little throwaway comments this week what about you mate there were so many comments this week like our views are going up again i think at christmas you know we generally get a little spike of, of viewers as work winds down and people are starting to think what beer should i buy for christmas um but the one i've actually picked out you know i i see the comments from all the videos passed. Um, and we got a comment from Chad Michaels Michaels, who I think has been a follower for quite a long time. Uh, of Chad the channel. Michaels Michaels is a character in uh, Blades of Glory. Is that what that is? He's Chad Michaels Michaels is the rock star of the ice skating world. He's Will Ferrell 
who's sort of like uh-huh. a, like a kind of um, Jim Morrison esque figure in Blades of Glory. Uh, <laughs> he's a sex addict who's a, an alcoholic in it. Uh, it's that's a, that's maybe an underrated film. It's kind of a good bad film. I've got. It's, I've it's got the guy from Napoleon it. Dynamite as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah Jed Hess or whatever his name is, Jared Hess or whatever he's called. Yeah, um, and it's got what's his face from uh, Arrested Development in it, Job, who's always a pleasure. Just his voice yeah. is incredible. So anyway, sorry to derail, but uh, yeah. That's all right. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think that this is actual Chad Michael Michaels. Oh. It's not going to be Will Ferrell. Um, but uh, yeah, so Chad Michael Michaels says, just been watching through some old school videos, loving them. FYI, Johnny, you've barely aged. Good work. Now we know what the secret is. Brad hasn't really either. Just become more of a silver fox. Oh, oh, he's, he's Chaz. See, I think it is Chaz because he's flirting with the both of us there. <laughs> Wait, he's not done. He's not done. Um so I realised that when I met you briefly at London Craft Beer Festival, I said I'd got to try a barrel-aged Colonel Export Stout, and that was my beer of the festival, because I already thought it was one of the best stouts. Then I heard you on the vid say you thought it was, and then he said Westmile Double is one of the best beers, and it's also one of my favourite beers. <laughs> and now some the, now the St. Bernardus debacle, he's commenting on a St. Bernardus video, I had their beers and had no idea who they were, and I realised they were the, some, of the, some of the best beers I've had. I just got a load in for Christmas, including the twelve. I won't even get started on the beer door, and I have no idea what my point is, but it made me happy. <laughs> oh, Which we, um, we like I think he'd been drinking some St. Bernardus when he wrote that, but it I just made so. me smile. Were there any full stops in that? Or was that just... No, no, I was reading it verbatim. Yeah, yeah, um, great. Love it. Not many full stops, not many capitalizations, not many commas. Um, Love it. it was, just pure uh, joy. Yeah. and uh, Pure joy. Love just... of beer, man. It comes across big time. Well done, yeah. Chaz. Um, and then my other favourite comment was, because uh, in the video this week we talked about how we couldn't quite calculate the ABV, because mm. uh, we didn't really know how much uh, the raisins had added, how much the uh, the rum had added, and Leo Jakowski came on and gave us all the maths. I'm not going to read it out, but thank you, Leo Jakowski. We now know that our beer is probably about 7.2. Cool. Um, so thank you, Leo. That's why I love doing homebrew on YouTube, because there's people that know this shit inside out. um yeah so that was this week's video uh do watch it if you haven't although we've spoiled pretty much all of the drama that we uh put into there um right should we move on to our question from the audience oh i love it yes let's do it okay give me one second i'll play our question which comes from a man called danny danny hi johnny and brads um in the style of silla black if you were a beer snack, what beer snack would you be? That goes to both of you. Okay, Brad. So we're in the we're in the chair. Silla, wait, is Silla? Silla's, is Silla Silla's uh, she she can see both sides of the screen, so she knows what she kind can. of trouble you're getting into. See, um, <laughs> see I asked, is, is Silla Black dead? And you said she can see both sides of the screen, which so is a what I mean, very she's, philosophical she's, comment. Exactly. She's on the other side now. <laughs> she's dead. I think, yeah. and I think she died last year, actually. Um, oh, and she, she timed can, it well. She's probably still matchmaking in in. in <laughs> I was going to say in hell, but hopefully, if oh, you believe it, <laughs> if you believe in that sort of thing, she probably went to heaven. She had a great. Yeah, she so. had a few great singles in the sixties. Um, she was an artist that uh, they they put American tunes out with her in the UK because um, they used to do this. They used to like 
release the same tune in different, like America and Europe and stuff with different artists. And they did that with her. She did have, she had some great tunes back in the day. Um, anyway, Scylla Black in the style of Blinded the Date. Don't pride, we'll get sued. Although demonetize our podcast that makes uh, no money. It's not monetized yet. So carry on singing. I've been thinking thinking about this one since yeah, I you heard go this. First. Um, I, I'm going to reference a, a debate that we had on this podcast many, many months ago when we were told that roast potatoes mm. used to be a bar snack. Oh, And I would like to be, I don't know whether I am, I'd like to be a roast potato. You know, it's simple. It's yeah. elegant. Um, it's not really. Uh, no one really likes it <laughs> in a pub <laughs> setting, and that's why it clearly disappeared. But I think if we brought it back, you know, if we gave it a chance, it would be excellent. And that's why I think I'm a roast potato. Ah, oh, that's great. I mean, who doesn't love a potato, mate? Maybe, maybe you're more of a jacket potato. I saw, I saw, here's some hot, hot craft beer news. I saw the head brewer of Duration Brewing saying he doesn't get roast dinners. What? So not everybody loves a potato. Some people are wrong. Well, I think you can get a roast potato really incredibly badly wrong. Um, oh, you can. And they yeah. can be the most disappointing variety of potato in the world. Or they can be the most glorious kind of potato in the world. And often yep. that involves some sort of animal fat. And, uh, you know, many, many hours of, of labour and kind of bashing them up, Jamie Oliver style, uh, to create a sort of crust, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're quite, you can be quite technical with, with a roasty. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't need to be that technical. The, like the trick I would give you is mm. super simple for Christmas is get your oil really fucking hot before you put the potatoes in mm. and then put the potatoes in at that same intense temperature, like full whack in the oven, for 10 minutes and then turn it down. And so long as you've got Maris Piper or better, then you're going to have a crispy potato. Whether you use goose fat, beef fat, olive oil, sunflower oil, it's going to crisp up. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Maris Piper or better, you heard it here first. <laughs> I was going to do it in a sort of northern accent. You don't, you don't get much better than a Maris Piper. Um, was that a northern accent? No, it wasn't. It was terrible. Have, have you been to the north, Brad? I do like people from the north. They're excellent. <laughs> You're um, just talking about North London, aren't you? That, that was no, a no, I don't accent. like. No, I'm South London. I, I, I like people from South London, but uh, in terms of the whole country, on a wider um, metric, people from the north are uh, much friendlier and welcoming more welcoming yeah i've never known you more 
more loving than you were that on that trip to Leeds. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'm blaming uh, I'm blaming the, the North Bar for that one. Jesus. Yeah, Christian was was very kind with the free drinks. Yeah. There. Uh, come on, what what pub snack are you, Brad? Is- uh, well, look, mate. I think if there's something that sums me up perfectly, uh, it's a Scotch egg. I'm uh, I'm full of I'm full of gas. I can <laughs> I can sort of uh, you know Sulfur. spew it out for for. Oh for, God. For many a many an hour in a sort of Alan Partridge uh, gaseous Scotch egg manner, um, I, I love I love a Scotch egg. It's a perfect snack. Um, it's it's in, a perfect it's, substantial meal. Uh, indeed, indeed, which will link on to our video oh, yeah. code for Sunday. But just to sort of go a little bit more at length on a Scotch egg, the nature of a Scotch egg, it's it's it's. It's almost like uh, a divine being created it, like a banana. It's it's in its wrapping already, so you don't need packaging for it. Um, you know, banana, you just unpeel it and you eat it. Scotch egg, there's not even any unpeeling. It's just in this perfect spherical, meaty, bready, fatty, deep fried package that's just got a you know a succulent, succulent, uh, squeaky. Boiled egg inside, which is you know, it's just all all the terrible food groups that are probably going to give you some horrendous bowel disease down the line. Um, you should never ever go on blind to date. Oh, that that was the least sexy answer I think I've ever heard. <laughs> but uh, I still really want a Scotch egg. I could have I could have gone a bit sexier. I suppose I could have been like you know, oh, do you like your sausage? Uh, oh dear. no, no, <laughs> abort. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I've got a gooey, I've got a gooey uh, centre. I'm, I'm soft. You do have a gooey centre, Brad. I'm soft That's like true. a soft boiled egg. Soft in the head, <laughs> like a soft boiled I'm egg. I'm soft like an egg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's I, the podcast title. I do like calling uh, people an egg sometimes if I think they're a wally. So, uh, yeah. I think someone's been. You also like calling chocolate oranges eggs. Yeah, that's just. I just think which it's is fun. mixing up your Christian, well, your bastardized Christian festivals. Mm, exactly. I just think that probably we should ban Easter eggs and just have, uh, you know, round round ones instead. Maybe maybe next year we get rid of Easter eggs and we replace them with Scotch eggs. Uh, so a Scotch egg hunt, and um, the you know the the ultimate prize on the Scotch egg hunt is a. Terry's chocolate orange, or as I call them, chocolate egg. Um, that's the grand prize in in the uh, Scotch egg hunt for for Easter. There you go, ramble, ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, just let that train ride on through town. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so I hope that answers uh, your question, Danny. Thanks, I, Danny. I don't really know what the question was to start with at this point. Um, so yes, we are coming towards the end of our content for 2020. Uh, I can't say I'll be sorry to see 2020 go, but it's not gone yet. Uh, no. we've still got an upload on Sunday, which happily is all about Scotch eggs. It is mate. It is. I'm, I'm pretty psyched about the upload. It was something that, uh, you know, we, we've sort of felt like we needed to, to talk about, um, you know, the new landscape of, uh, pubs in the UK and what it, what it means, what what hoops they might have to jump through to enable to to sell us some booze, which is at the end of the day what you want to be doing around Christmas time. You want to be meeting your mates in a pub and drinking some booze with them. Yeah, 
and the the scotch egg as we'll describe in the video has, has been deemed a substantial meal so we go down and we tell you the best beers to match with scotch eggs uh, and how you can use that to safely support your small businesses um so that's being uploaded on sunday and then next week we have our annual christmas video so not the live show which is tomorrow but our annual christmas video uh and then we have a final friday 5 p.m next week in which we're going to be talking about the year as a whole might be a slightly longer episode we'll go into all the the data of you know how many of you guys watched it and stuff like that because it's been by far by far our biggest year ever um and we owe you guys a lot to say thanks so we're going to do a big bonanza episode we in the we're in the top 40 um uh food and drink podcasts in the uk now right we are, yeah. We we are growing uh, and we are sort of, yeah, hovering around the 40 mark, sometimes a lot higher, sometimes a lot lower, uh, depending on whether we release a bubble episode within the parameters of that, yeah. of the rankings. Mate, I'm never um, going to be a pop star, so to rank in the top 40 in uh, in He's an audio it. field, I am chuffed with that. <laughs> top of the pops. Um, yeah. Top, top, top of the hops, there you top go. Top of the hops, that's um, an old callback. It was, yeah. That was our first playlist ever, wasn't it? Mm. You can go back and see that. I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> um, and then uh, a week on Sunday, we're releasing hopefully our final bubble episode of the year. I won't say, I won't give away the concept, but it's Christmas uh, Christmas themed. I'm not giving away the concept because it's not 100% confirmed, but hopefully it will be recorded and up on the 20th of December. And that will be our last bit of content for 2020. And we'll be back early January with a bang with our, our big in 2021. Your predictions of big in uh, beers have been spot on every year. So there was a, there was a lot of um, on dark, on the dark web. People were like, "Is Johnny a psychic?" Um, I was like the octopus who predicted uh, the yeah. World Cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just less legs and less success. <laughs> <laughs> less views. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, thanks, Brad. Um, So all that's left with this week's episode is to remind you that we have our live show tomorrow night, 8pm. There's a link in the box below. Um, You don't have to have bought the box, uh, the Taste Along box from Beer Merchants to enjoy it, but do bring some Christmas beer, a delicious cheese and a mince pie, and then you can get involved in everything we've got planned. Um, And also remember, you've got till the 20th to buy merchandise of Craft Beer Channel um, to get it in time for Christmas. So please do support the channel that way if you can. And Brad's uh, designed some really awesome, awesome wearables um, that you can buy. Thanks, man. Anything to add, Brad? No, just that we we love you guys, and uh, you know it means the world to us that you're out there listening and watching and and commenting on our Discord. So uh, Discord is a new thing. If you're a Patreon, please sub to be a Patreon. It it, it really does help keep the lights on. Um, if you if you want to become a Patreon, like I say, you can. Join our Discord forum, which is great. We've built this sort of community where uh, like-minded folk are just being lovely to each other and enjoying the wonderful world of beer. Uh, it's very non-judgmental, and it's a it's a free-thinking place. It's awesome. Um, it really is. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So uh, stay safe out there, guys, and uh, come join us for some beers tomorrow night, eh? The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel. Head to youtube.com slash the craft beer channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes. If you love what we do, please, please, please do subscribe and even join our Patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel. Love and beer.